Well, you you heard it here, folks. Any given sin is going to start selling hot dogs at their, <laughs> at their shows. That's actually that's a great idea. A lot's happened since yesterday. Vic, it's so good to see you, dude. I I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I wish I could come on and see you guys live, dude. I, I'm so looking forward to a show with you guys. It really is. It, it's you guys are really good, really good band. Uh, we have the honor, ladies and gentlemen, of a special guest with us today. Uh, Vic Ritchie from the band Any Given Sin. Uh, if you have not checked out Any Given Sin, you are missing out on some quality rock, hard rock. It's 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 great, man. I, I, I can't thank you enough, brother, for for coming on the show today and being a, a guest host with us. You know. Um, so I see the sound garden in the background. We've talked about sound garden. So that was one of your biggest influences, correct? Yeah, I'd say. Well, Chris Cornell's like my biggest influence, you know, for hmm. sure. So any band he's in is is <laughs> or was in. Audio slave, yeah. I know that you know, that's funny. I never thought Chris Cornell would would uh when I, because I'm the same as you, when I heard Soundgarden for the first time, I think the first song I heard was uh, Black Days. Is that the name of the song? Um, that's just such a great song. And and I just, I fell in love with the band and I started listening to the rest of the music and I was just like, I fell in love with them, man. I was like, wow, this guy, these guys are great, man. And then... I don't know what happened, but Audio Slave came about, and I was like, "Wow, this is kick-ass as well." You know what I mean? Such great music that that man created uh, with other musicians that were also great musicians, and I think it's awesome. Um, how's everything going for you guys? Been going good, man. We just uh, we just got off tour. Um, we were out with Raw. Uh, for about three weeks or so, um, went to the studio a little bit, about to go back in, trying to have an album out 2022. So we're just, you know, kicking ass and trying to, trying to move the ball forward, you know? Hell yes, right on. Is this going to be your first album? It will be. It will be. Okay. And, and this will be our, whatever we release next will be our first release with the new label with Mascot. We signed in July with them. So that's kind of new news since I've been on here last. Oh yeah. Congratulations, brother. Congratulations, bro. That is awesome news. So is there a song that you're really hopeful for as far as the single goes? There, there are two that we've been, they're not completely recorded, but are based, but are written um, that I really like that. I think one of them will be the next single. I'm just not sure which one, um, but I don't know. We kind of, okay. we kind of, we kind of do the thing of uh, the band doesn't necessarily pick the single. Um, because we're too biased. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so we let other people pick what is the marketing plan. You know what I mean? And, and really, we have that, our, we that have the, our feelings that's the way that. you approach it. In some ways, yeah. Like honestly, whatever ends up being the single ends up being something I figured would be anyways. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it, and not to say like I know this. It's just like you feel it in a song if something's like catchy or not, and you think it's probably going to be a single. You know, you can kind of feel that a little bit with a song and, right. you know, so, but we usually leave it to the to other people in the business to just get fresh ears and say, 
all right, here's five songs. Which one do you think is the most marketable? You know what I mean? And, and see what the consensus is. So I'd love to get your honest perspective about one last thing. I know yeah. I keep the rest that. of them. We want you to lie questions. to us. But no, I love I love asking Vic questions because he's very honest about it. And and that's really cool. Uh, do you feel going in, going forward, since you guys have really your success has come off of singles and right. they've all been great. And, um, you know what I mean? Nobody's going to deny that. All the singles that you guys have released are fantastic. But do you feel going in now with this album, now that you're putting out a full length, do you feel like there might be some B-sides? I just got to know. <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, there will be. So the next album, I can tell you, will have uh, the previous four singles that we put out. Nice. So those will be on there. And then we're going to, it's going to be 11 track album. <clears throat> so there'll be a, a, an additional seven tracks. Uh, and I don't know, we, uh, there could probably only be one or two more singles left on this album cycle, I bet. <clears throat> but so there'll definitely be what you might call B-sides or ones that don't make it to a single. But, but I don't know if there'll be like B-side as in we weren't as proud of them or, or we didn't like them as much. You know what I mean? Right. Like a filler song or just throwing throwing one right. down. Yeah. Right. 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 So you just you just figure that at any given point of time that uh, a fan might go, well, that's not quite, you know what I mean, right. insidious or that's not quite, you know, uh, what one of your other hits that that people have gravitated to. You know what I mean? It, I've had that experience many times and I've thought the same thing, you know what I mean? So I was just curious as what you think, because there's work that I've put out that I've went, yeah, man, that's, that nailed it. And then there's work that I went, well, that one didn't come across as well as I hoped for, you know what I mean? So, and I think every artist kind of feels that way at some point, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. You never know when you have a song, you never know. Like, uh, I, I think a lot of people have like the song they didn't think was going to do very good did awesome. And then the song that they were really, really, really invested in maybe didn't do as good. Like I think everybody's going to have any band is going to have that scenario. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, you just can't read what people are going to be into and, and not at any given time. Um, and it depends on timing. Like you put out a song and somebody else put out a song that was almost exactly like it one week before you, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? exactly. No, hey, that's true. Hey, and then you feel that you almost look like the people who are um, maybe copying that thing. And so maybe you wrote it first, but who knows? But, but it's yeah, yeah, true. yeah. You know, so it just depends on this. There's so many factors that could go into why a song was successful or not. It's not always because it's good or not. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, I think when, when it comes to like, how's a good, how's a catch fire on radio or internet or things like that. Uh, I think any song has to be good, but does it have to be better than this song? to be more popular no you know yeah. or does it happen yeah that's a great way. that's a great I'm touring um how's that been going i mean uh, let, let's let everybody know because you guys are you guys are right there doing it you know what i mean sure. so like logistically it's ridiculous because if you need to rent anything it's hard to um <laughs> if you need a driver or a bus it's almost impossible to get because everybody's out touring this year you know since Everybody was locked down for 2020. 
all the venues are booked up. You've got everything you can imagine booked up. And so everybody's just kind of competing over everything. So a lot of times you'll be in the same city. There'll be two other bands of maybe your level or way higher than you. And so you're all like competing for, you know, whoever in rock music might come out and see a show that night on a Tuesday. You know, so it's, uh, it, it's, it's different. So your weeknight shows are definitely hit and miss. Weekend shows have been great. Um, we did a lot of Northeast, which we didn't run into a lot of like COVID restrictions, a lot any like you must be vaccinated to get in kind of thing. So mm. it's been kind of logistically, it's been it's been easy so far. Right on. I gotta ask, bro, what what are your thoughts on all that? I mean, the whole COVID and restrictions and everything with I mean, also too logistically we got to talk about this. Where is it that you guys are being accepted? You know what I mean? To come out and play and, and, and do your thing. And where is it that it's a little bit more difficult? I, I, I imagine you have uh, an opinion on that. Sure. So we did, we did the Northeast, which I thought would have been a little more difficult um, than some places, but it wasn't, it wasn't at all. We didn't have to, uh, you, you have many venues that you had to wear masks. Um, but other than that, they didn't really push social distancing that much. Like you could be in a group of people, but uh, a lot of places were kind of just free and clear. Um, I know the South's pretty much more free and clear. You could kind of play how you want. Um, they don't really have a, like a cap on any of the venues or anything so they can go to their, their max cap. Um, but what I hear, the West Coast is still a little bit more locked down, so it's harder to, to go out that way a little more. Um, but we haven't been out that way, so it hasn't been an issue for us. But I don't know. I, I, everybody's got to do what they got to do. Venues got to try to protect themselves. The bands still need to get out and tour, try to make their money. And it's a whole economy that goes on with this thing. So yeah. everybody's been hurting, so everybody wants to get back into it as fast yeah. as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any plans on coming out to uh, the West Coast, to California and all that? Oh, I Absolutely. Absolutely. We definitely want to do that. And it's not that we would now, we just haven't been offered anything out that way or with another band or anything like that. And for us being the East Coast band, logistically, that's, that's a big step for us to go that far. Um, not that we wouldn't, and we're definitely planning on it, but it's, it's something we got to plan a little bit more on. And we mm -hmm. want to make sure that we don't run into a place where, all right, it's a thousand cap room, but we only let 250 people in because then that's going to hurt us, you know, in the future. So we've just got to, we got to wait for all of that to go away before we feel like maybe a West Coast tour would. It's got to be a logistical fucking nightmare. It just has uh, to be. It, uh, it can. It can. It can be. Yeah. The bigger the tours, the bigger the problem is going to be. You know, for us doing some of the venues we're doing, it's not too bad. But if if you're an arena band, uh, if you're just you know hitting like two thousand room caps and stuff like that, like it's got to be much more difficult, just because they are putting some of those restrictions on how many people could be in there. And it affects your ticket sales, it affects your merch sales. So it's you got to kind of weigh out whether it's worth it or not. You yeah, know I mean? exactly. Right, right. You guys have like <clears throat> a, a specific uh, uh, merch people that you go through, uh, and 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 how does that affect? I mean, because I want the world to know how the struggle goes here. You know what I mean? Because they love the music. The, Any Given Sin is a, an amazing band with amazing music. 
you guys professionally produce this with a professional producer and and the shit's off the hook and you guys are getting played on Sirius XM and all, all that stuff and, and, and radio all over the world really I think you guys are worldwide aren't you you're not just national <laughs> to an extent to an extent yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and you guys are doing amazing so I I wonder you know what your take on uh, how this is going to go forward you know what I mean I don't want to get too far off of what we're doing here but this is an opportunity to talk to a a, a, a rock star who's doing it, who's, yeah. who's walking the walk and not talking the talk. I mean I mean you if we really I mean? want to I, I I can just turn it to a lot's happen we can just do another podcast while we're here I don't I can do either way I'm good I'm good bro I can just knock it out <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't I, want to I, take I, up too much of your time, Vic. But no, do, the, these questions are important. I think the the fans want to know. Yeah. Vic Ritchie from Any Given Sin, a, a, a very to me a band that's going to 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 do very well in the future. I want to know what your take is on all this stuff. You know, so uh, well, it's 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 a double edged sword, man, because it, it's very cool. And on one end, and there, if you can get a big hit out there, you've really got a chance. Um, but on the other hand, like every band, it's their merch and their touring that makes the money. Um, right. Unless you're unless you're rolling top tens out of the gate, like you know, every single um, most of your money, that's where it's at. So if you're not touring, like back in the pandemic, that was very hard for anybody. Um, and then if you're still coming out of this thing, where a lot of people, a lot of people got, I, I don't want to say lazy but they just got used to being home and so you there might be less people right now just kind of eh, i don't feel like going to see a show tonight I don't yeah. feel like it matters. <laughs> and you, you have that group of people that used to be there and now they're not so that's another group if you don't have right. buying tickets um merch and stuff like that and then when you have everybody out at once especially right now everybody's out at once you have these tour packages that are four and five bands large so you have your headliner and if you're on a tour package you're competing with all for those other opener bands for your merch sales. So maybe you go back two years, most of your tour packages would have been like a three band bill. You'd only be competing with one other band, you know, with your merch sales. So now that that's opened up, now you've got even more people you're competing against at a show for the same amount of folk. You might've been there with three people, if that makes sense. So you're kind of, um, however many people were there to buy merch, now they're spreading that between four opening bands rather than two, in some cases. Right. You know what I'm saying? So well, let me it, let me pick your brain real quick. Com competition wise, what's you, what are your thoughts? And, and when I when I talk about competition, I don't really mean that two bands are competing with each other directly, but you're competing for the attention and the and the pocketbook uh, money of that of those individuals at that show at that time. Right. You know what I mean? So if you've got a person that says, "Hey, I got sixty bucks to spend. I want to buy a thirty dollars shirt from the headliner." Now I'm going to go in here and spend $30 on somebody else. So you can make an impression, but if you've got three other bands, maybe at your level um, that other people have heard of, they're fans of all three bands. Now you're competing for that $30, all three of you. Right. You know what I mean? So that's the less bands you have on a, on a tour package, the more chance you have to make merch money. So it's kind of what I'm saying, I guess. Um, and, and so it all, all of that has to start playing into what tours you take, um, what you try to negotiate out, and there's just there's a lot that falls onto it, and your money starts getting dwindling away as you, you with things you don't realize until you're out there doing it a bunch. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense, brother. Actually, I have a question. One last question. 
and then yeah. we'll move on. Um, festivals versus small tours. Mm -hmm. What would you say is your choice? Um, so if you say so you've got good management, so you've got a link in and you can you can get a paid slot on, on these festivals. I think festivals are better. You're going to get paid. You're going to have a chance to sell your merch in, in a really big way, but you're going to be in front of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people in one shot, one show, like a, a band, our level, it would take us many, many shows to play for as many people as we did on a small tour. Hmm. But in that one spot, we've done it in one, one gig. Um, and it is what it is. Uh, uh, like doing rock fest last year, you know, just for us, we're not opening for anybody per se. Like people are deciding to come to the stage that we're on and watch us or not. You know right. what I mean? So you could kind of gauge who who's there to kind of see you um, that way. And, and you could kind of realize, hey, we had like 1,500 people show up to the stage just for us, even though these other two bands were going on that were really good too. You know, mm -hmm. so it starts to give you an idea of how many people are, are really engaged for you there at those particular festivals and things. Um, Merch could be hit and miss at a festival, just depending on what time of the day you're playing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because some people might, I, I think some people wake up and they, if you play at like noon, then people are like, I need to get lunch. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I need to hold up on the merch. I got to get in the hot tub. <laughs> but I, I think it just depends. But, but yeah, yeah, I, I think festivals are better just, just for the bang for your buck. You just have one day worth of expenses for maybe at our level, five shows worth of you know yeah well you you heard it here folks any given sin is going to start selling hot dogs at their, <laughs> at their shows that's actually that's a great idea yeah we should. <laughs> oh dude you're cool shit dude. that's not a bad idea he's right vic's got a good a good head for this business <laughs> he's like hey we'll just sell hot dogs with any given sin written across it the bun whatever you shit. want we'll you just know what I, <laughs> I know right <laughs> i know you're a big fan of chris cornell and and you know uh, he was very um he was hard on himself you know what i yeah. mean he um he he was whenever he had a bad night uh, so i I got to ask you, does that affect you? Is that something that really like affects you in, in your head when you play out? If the sound is not on at the club that you're playing, that kind of thing. Cause you know, my understanding is that Chris had a real bad night and uh, the sound was not on for him. And that kind of led him to, you know, there were other factors involved obviously, but um how does that affect you as a singer? Because uh, as a singer, you're you're the guy that you they you got to be able to hear exactly what's going on in order for your pitch to be on, right? How does that affect you? I, I mean, and it, it can affect you. Like so, when when you're maybe the front man, you're you're kind of the focal point for a lot of people. So if you mess up, people that notice it immediately. You know what I mean? If, if something goes wrong there, people notice that immediately. Um, you can feel that way, because, especially as a singer. If your voice doesn't work out, sometimes it's not your fault. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just maybe I'm sick. Maybe I'm tired. Maybe I'm a combination of those two things. Um, and so if you're not on, it's just you're like, oh, I want to be on, but there's nothing I can do. It's not like, you know, I, it's like you have a broken hand and you're a guitar player. 
you know, all mm. of a sudden. And, and it's like, well, what, what do you do? You know what I mean? You, uh, so you kind of just got to maybe just suffer through that one night and try to come back and kill it the next one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You just got to, you kind of just got to push yourself through the, the bad one and it still affects you and it'll make you feel bad. And cause you don't want people, people to come out and be like, man, we drove three hours you know, to come see you guys. And you don't want to give anybody a bad night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> I you, know, you yeah. feel really bad about that kind of thing. Cause now, you know, people are paying money to see, to see you. They bought merch from you. You just want to, you want to give them a good show. And if you don't, then you feel, you know, responsible for that in some way. So regardless if it was your fault or not, or, or was, or however it worked out. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is that that it's, I've, I've got a lot of friends that have gotten me into different bands and uh, a buddy of mine, oh, this was way back in the day. He was like, yes. I, I was like, oh man, have you heard Song Garden, man? These guys are so good, dude. I love these, this band, you know? And uh, this is before I became a major fan of Chris Cornell, but I was a fan of Soundgarden. And I was talking to my buddy about it. And he's like, yeah, man, I saw those guys live and they were terrible. And I was like, he's all the singer was off and all this shit. And I was just like, wow, you know what I mean? So years later, Chris Cornell, one of the best singers of all time, really, if we think about it, you know what I mean? And it's like one bad experience led this dude to believe that they sucked and i'm just kind of like no they don't suck it was just a bad night maybe the sound guy was maybe off who knows but it i just thought i'd ask you about that because it's a it's a it's a funny thing for me to to consider that people will consider a band shitty just based on one bad live experience you know what i mean and you never know you never know when in the tour that the show you're watching comes up like, like the one we did, we did, we did, we had seven in a row. So you have seven in a row every single night for seven days and you're singing, you know, close to an hour. Um, if you're Chris Cornell and you're doing all these screams and all these big high parts and all this stuff and you end up day seven and you're just done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. If it's not going to work, it's not going to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but that's the chance that's what you got you just gotta do it (laughs) you know are you into the aesthetics or are you more into just playing just singing just doing your thing just the band just doing their thing versus having this great aesthetic look what do you think i think the aesthetics are awesome as soon as you have a crew and the time to hook them up if you're like if you're on a tour or you're at a festival and you've got 15, 20 minute turnover between bands, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be very hard for you to set up a lot of production like that and, and then make sure it goes off like it needs to. Um, so you, it, I think production's badass, however you can manage it, but it's just, you know, what's the reality of the size stage you're going to play at? What's your crew like and how much time do you have to set it all up and make sure it works yeah. um, to decide if you should do it or not or, or how you should go about it. Vic, uh, is there any song that you specifically from 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 your band that you want people to check out? Is there a specific song that's your favorite that you want them to check out? Uh, well, definitely check out our last single again. It was put out this year, uh, The Way I Say Goodbye on YouTube, Spotify, pretty much everything. And we released a Christmas song. It's called uh, Nothing for Christmas. You can check that out on like our YouTube and that's on our streaming sites as well. So Christmas spirit. Love it. Oh, yeah. 
You heard so of people to have Vic on. Vic is is a super cool dude, super down to earth, um, great vocalist, great band. Uh, any given sin, check them out. Um, we have the pleasure to have Vic be our buddy and, and come on this show from time to time. So look look forward to more episodes with Vic. He'll come on when he has time. He's a busy man, but when he has time, he'll come on and 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 we appreciate that. Uh, you, you getting a, 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 an actual person that's successful in this business, giving their opinion about other music is priceless, in my opinion. So we really appreciate having Vic on. Thanks, bro. Appreciate Definitely. you. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Until next time, take care of each other. Mad love. Peace. Peace.